Oh, hey, don't knock on the mic thing. anymore. Right? Hey, this is my first time, dude. Stop it. All right. Get this party started. But I don't want to talk too loud. <laughs> talk as loud as you Should can. I talk this closely? That's pretty good. All right. Yeah. Looks, it looks good on the waves. Hey, guys. Can you hear me now? No, I'll, I'll definitely get louder. So is this better? Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. Hitting the waves. No, get closer. Can you hear me? You have to get closer. Can you hear me? Your waves are so small. Oh, no, can you hear me? Stop it. <laughs> can you hear me now? Welcome to Afterthoughts, everybody. This is a podcast where we rewatch movies. We compare our first and second impressions and discuss a related topic. My name is Joshua Kazemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Coleman Taylor. Hello. And our, our very special guest, Ryan Larrabee. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Hey. All right. Today we're talking about Thor in honor of Thor Ragnarok. And just full, I'm just going to, up top, full disclaimer, we're recording this in June. <laughs> in case things seem a little weird and we, we're talking about things that may not have happened yet or... or or too early, whatever. Just to avoid all of that, we're recording a little early. <laughs> just, a, just a little bit, a few months. So, before we dive into our first and second impressions, Coleman, would you like to take us through the plot of Thor? I would love to take us through the Let's plot. Let's do it. All right, so there's this uh, overly pompous uh, guy, long blonde hair, huge biceps. <laughs> um, he is the, I guess, prince of Asgard, whatever he is, and he's supposed to take over... But uh, his father, Odin, um, decides, hey, you're not ready yet because you keep wanting to fight things and went and fought the Frost Giants for not really a good enough reason. So I'm going to banish you to Earth. (laughs) And he banishes him to Earth where Natalie Portman, playing Jane Foster, is there and finds him. And she thinks he's a crazy person because he kind of is for Earth. Uh, He acts really strange for a human being, but... Uh, he was around a phenomenon that she's investigating, which is like these, I guess, wormholes to another dimension. And so she's trying to get with him to figure out what these wormholes are while he is trying to get back to Asgard and pick up his hammer, which was also banished to Earth, and he can't pick up because it turns out he's not worthy of being Thor anymore. And so uh, I guess that's where I'll stop. It's his journey to become worthy. Yeah, because it's his journey to become worthy, to become Thor again. There you go. Uh, there you go. All right. So, who saw this in 2011 when it first came out? Oh, I did. I oh, did. I definitely did. Absolutely. Think, Probably the first weekend it yeah, came out yeah. as well. Yes. Okay. So, Ryan, you were saying before we started that you you had some thoughts about what you thought about the movie before you saw it. Sure. These are more so uh, pre thoughts, I guess you could okay. say. So these are <laughs> these are thoughts about the trailer more so. Ah. Uh, so so I had my own expectations going into the movie, um, just based off the trailer, of course. Um, after. We had already seen Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and Hulk. Um, You know, we have a good basis of, you know, where the Marvel Universe is going. You have these people on Earth that, you know, are gaining certain powers or, you know, building certain Mm -hmm. things. And then Thor is this, you know, mythological person in this, you know, other world location. I just thought... It, it doesn't fit with the rest of everything that's been set up yeah. so far, which is Marvel. Now, I, I look at myself as a superhero guy, but really I'm a superhero movie guy. I love, you know, superhero movies. Don't know really anything about the comics. So I'm like a fake superhero fan. Good for you to like, admit that. <laughs> I, am, like, I am honest in that, yeah. yeah. Um, I've read very few comics, but I have read some. Spider-Man. Um, either way, going back to Thor. So seeing the trailer... Um, one, I didn't know anything about Thor. Uh, I knew about Iron Iron Man because of Cole and I guess his dad, really. I, I know that y'all at least knew about Iron Man before the movie came out, you know, that he was an alcoholic billionaire that, you know, um, has to build his own suit. Thor didn't really know how that belonged. Um, seeing the trailer, though, it just... There was nothing about it that I thought was going to end well, um, <laughs> to put it lightly. Uh, the angle shots galore, even in the ah, trailers. The you, you got the crazy, you know, from the ground up, saw, slightly angles. twisted. <laughs> Looks like, you know, it was shot like Twilight. You know, like Twilight has very similar shots, which I think just to me screams low budget. Um, and also the product placement. I mean, there were so many product tie-ins. <laughs> even in the trailer, you could see the Dr. Pepper in the background, the Dr. Pepper vending machine. Um, going through the movie the second time, you know, only verified that even more, but we'll get to that later. Um, and then, uh, 
the metal, you know, the uh, the metal enemy guy that they can control, they can pilot in the movie, basically. That that was what they sold as the enemy in the trailer. They didn't really sell Loki as the enemy yeah. so much. It was the metal guy that they had to fight. That was the big fight scene. Should've and I thought, comics. And I thought <laughs> that <laughs> I thought that looks like a lame enemy. Looks so <laughs> derivative and stupid, like pointless. Um, so that that was what I thought going into it. I had really low expectations. Wasn't really caring to see it, but was going to anyways. Uh-huh. Um, should we talk about yeah, first yeah, impression? Yeah, yeah. So what do you think? Okay. So whenever I went and saw it, of course, coming in with low expectations, I was blown away. I actually loved it. Um, nice. You know, I really loved just how um, how much of a struggle Thor had to go through because you know seeing someone with you know so much confidence, overconfidence, cockiness, mm-hmm. um, you know, just running around like a child with a hammer, um, just being brought down to such a low level, um, and then have to build his way back up. I just thought it was a great story. You know that. Um, not not really a lot of people can relate to, but it was at least fun to see that, you know, the, these people had to go through struggles to find themselves again and become relatable, become human. You know, this was pers- uh, someone who was just way too boastful. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that that was a good, uh, just a good, pl- you know, plot for the movie, basically. That was something that I didn't know of going into. I thought that, you know, Thor was going to be like Superman, just like kind of, there's nothing to him that can really stop him. He's pretty invincible, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, yeah, it was it was kind of you know new in that that as, aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a lot more to add unless yeah. y'all want yeah, to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting that you brought up the trailer and then the what your first impression was because it reminds me of I think the Onion put it out. It was uh, when I before oh, Iron yeah, Man first yeah, came yeah. out. They were like, "Here's the trailer of Iron Man," and like show the quick trailer or whatever. It's like. Will the movie ruin what we know in the trailer of what has happened? Will <laughs> no, the romance like, <laughs> between Pepper Potts and Tony Stark be ruined? By what happens? It was to like it was like a, a fake news report that was like breaking news. They're going to adapt the trailer that <laughs> yeah, we all know right, and love right, into a right. feature-length movie. You know, are they going to ruin the trailer? I actually remember seeing that article. Yeah, it was so awesome. Fun. It's so funny. It's really funny because I mean that's true. That's how we treat trailers. Like yeah. this is what the trailer is, and hopefully the movie will be just as good. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved the trailer so much yeah. that they saw that as like <laughs> the basis for which the stop there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they thought man that's great as it is they better not ruin the trailer <laughs> I know. but uh, speaking just of thor though i was super excited going into this movie mm-hmm. um i already loved iron man had seen it yep. hulk i still loved at the time although we know now that uh, hulk's all right uh, but thor it's just more of what i'm interested in it's mythological Got the kind of fantasy element, and that usually is just what I like. And right so, down your alley. I don't know, mm-hmm. right there. And so, when you add that into this already creative universe that we're just beginning to explore, I absolutely loved it the first uh-huh. time around. And it was just, it was funny, had action. I mean, just with the majority of Marvel movies, they're not the like most amazingly create like absolutely creative films you can see but uh, they're typically good i would say not creative in terms of like plot structure or action right but in characters i would say yeah i would say in storytelling yeah for sure right i'm just saying in filmmaking in general they don't like not the most break the mold or anything it's just like here's a interesting story with characters we're going to show you Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how i felt but like more up my alley because it's like mythological fantasy element and Mm -hmm. i loved chris hemsworth as well i agree so that was my general first impression. And this was like the first uh, movie that kind of made Chris Hemsworth popular, I think. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He was like a, pretty much a uh, no-name actor before. Whatever. Had y'all seen Star Trek? Come on! Oh, yes. Oh, I, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about <laughs> that in this right like here. Five minutes. Yeah, okay. he was, <laughs> he's pretty important. He gave birth to James D. Kirk. Yeah. And, <laughs> and died him. for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and named him. <laughs> I did name him. So uh, in, in high school... I had a buddy who's in, really into comics, and he was like, "Hey, they're they're gonna they're they're about to start making connected Marvel mo- movies." He was basically telling me about the Marvel Cinematic Universe before before the trailer came out, before any of that stuff. He just was telling me about the announcements. He was like, "I have all these comics. We should read through them and get like pumped for mm-hmm. it." So I started getting into the comics right before Iron Man came out. So when Iron Man came out, and it was awesome. I was just so sold into this universe. It's like, this is awesome. I'm so excited for this. The Avengers is going to be amazing. So by the time we get to Thor, I'm still just so juiced. I still, I even liked Iron Man 2 when it came out. I was like, it's great. I don't know why everybody hates it. And so when Thor came out, I was like, 
yeah, man, this is awesome. And this is a, <laughs> it's a whole nother side of the MCU. I was excited to see it. I thought it was really funny. I liked the action. I thought it struck like a really cool tone. It's like two worlds, a very fantasy world and a very like grounded mm-hmm. New Mexico world. And I thought it did a good job of balancing the two. It didn't feel like the tone was all over the place. It was like one continuous tone despite two very different worlds. And I liked that. I thought it was funny. I thought he could fight more in it. Like I wish, uh, my first impression, I thought he could have fought more in the movie. I would have liked that. But overall, I really liked the movie. And it just made me more excited for the world in general. So I, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Nice. I've never understood why it's like not really people's favorite I know. first movie or whatever. Me either. Ugh. I've always liked it. <laughs> so so did we all kind of agree just then that we all liked the movie from yeah. the first impression? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, because for a lot of that, I thought that you were talking about the comic books and oh, you no, were I'm building sorry, up the comic movie. books no, and I thought we were going to have a different first impression. No, I've only read Thor in other comics, right, not, right, not right, a specific yeah, Thor right. comic. Like him as a part of the Avengers. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. The one thing I really dislike about Thor, always have, even now... It's his eyebrows in this movie. Oh, my god! His eyebrows and his beard, they dyed it blonde. They dyed yes. it real blonde. I don't understand. It, he I, looks so weird. That, that, that really hit me this time around. I don't, it, I don't know why I it didn't as much the first time around, but this time I was like, well, oh, when you first my. saw it, you had nothing they to compare so it to. Bushy in the Avengers and everything since then, he's yeah. normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So looking back, it's like even weirder. Yep. Yeah. I heard that's the director. That was the director's thing. He was like, if he's going to play a Norse god, he has to be completely blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Come on. <laughs> Oh, well. Interesting. Well, I have a couple other points. I don't want to go too far in with first impression, of course. But um, anywho, with first impression, I guess we'll move into the next thing that I thought. um, You know, Loki, of course, Tom Hiddleston was uh, very new, uh, very fresh to the screen, I think, um, as well. Like Chris Hemsworth, he was kind of a newer actor. Um, But Loki was... I mean, everyone's big surprise, of course. Mm-hmm. Everyone fell in love with Loki because he was so good at being bad. I mean, like, <laughs> but he started out being, um, you know, like, like we all thought that he was good. You know, you knew there was going to be that brother rivalry and everything, but you didn't know. Like, it, it, it gave us a good reason as to why he became bad, um, which I thought, you know, was very different from other type of movies where the villain's just bad, you know, from mm-hmm. the beginning. This one, you know, it, it kind of threw us for a loop because he eventually became the main enemy. It wasn't the Frost Giants that we thought, you know, yeah. that it, you know, set the premise out to be. Mm-hmm. So Loki was a big surprise that I loved. And, you know, like Cole said, the mythology, um, even though I disagreed with, you know, I guess how it tied into the Marvel Universe not really being a m- true Marvel fan, um, I thought it was fresh. It was different from all other type of superhero movies that we've seen before. So I thought that was great. Um, I can keep going with just a couple <laughs> points real quick and then wrap it up. Um, Natalie it. Portman, you know, she, I think, had already been in Black Swan before this movie came out, maybe, which is why they, like, nabbed her. <laughs> um, she might, that might have been somewhere around 2009 or, you know, 2010. But uh, I didn't think, you know, knowing of her as an actress, yeah, that was 2010, um, knowing her as an actress, um, I didn't think she really fit mm. with the rest of the um, tone of the movie. Sure. I mean, just knowing who she is. She's, <laughs> she's a very serious ac- actress. Have you ever seen Star Wars? Come on. Oh, come on. I know. We've all seen that one. <laughs> it is one. tough when you have, like, mostly no-name people in the leading roles yeah. and then to have Natalie yeah. Portman. Right. Very established Right. Actors. She was, yeah, definitely the big-name person mm-hmm. this time around. But um, great actress. I just didn't think she was exactly the right pit, uh, fit for the character. Um, and of course, you know, Thor had that typical Marvel formula of, you know, you've got good action and good humor. I love uh-huh. that balance. I mean, yeah. but I mean, as we learned, that becomes every single Marvel movie. <laughs> we just thought, okay, Iron Man 1, yeah, it, it definitely has that, you know, humor and action. Iron Man 2, oh yeah, it's like Iron Man. So, I mean, of course it's still going to have it. Thor, oh, I guess, you know, that's, it, it works with that too. Oh, now we're going to do that for all of the rest oh, of the yeah. movies. <laughs> it's their staple. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's interesting how you went in with uh, not knowing about Loki, though, because that it's also like Norse mythology. It's 
it's Marvel and in Norse mythology, Loki's mm-hmm. also evil. So I wonder mm-hmm. how many people, like, if you don't know either of those things, went in, like, not knowing Loki's going to end up being the bad yeah, guy. I feel like I a lot of people. Yeah. When, yeah. Uh, when the Avengers came out, a lot of people were tweeting at Joss and talking about Loki specifically, about how they loved how he wrote the character. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people gave him credit for, like, uh, like creating that turn for Loki. And he yeah. would always tweet back, go watch Thor. Go, go back and rewatch Thor, because that's in there. I didn't create that for Loki. It was always there, and yeah. they, they set him up really well in the first Thor movie for me to do what I did in the mm-hmm. Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate Josh for, for doing that, but it's yeah. true. Like the setup and build up for Loki is in this movie, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. it's it's great for sure. And I mean Tom Hiddleston's performance—he yeah. really <laughs> nailed really it. Good. Yeah, I mean that that wraps up pretty much all of my first impression. I, I mean I was sold from that movie. Right. Yeah. So and just to clarify, we've all seen Thor like. A ton of times before yeah. watching it again for this well, podcast. <laughs> well, like I said, um, well, I, I said it before we started the podcast, this was like my third time yeah. to completely see the movie. I saw it once in theaters and I think once, only once outside mm. of theaters. So this has got to be like my third or fourth time. Yeah, I've it. definitely seen it at least four. I'm going to say probably <laughs> yeah. five. And I would say it's probably been four years since I last okay. saw it at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. There we go. <laughs> All right, should we do seconds? Let's do, On it. To those Let's do it. All right, who wants to go first? Afterthoughts. Oh, I'll go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, still wonderful. Love it overall. Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've we've come to know more about the Marvel universe, so you have to add it into that. But I still think overall, especially where it was in the universe, I still think it's fantastic. The flaws definitely stuck out more to me this time. Sure, definitely. I agree. Definitely. <laughs> um, uh, most of my flaws, again, it comes up like almost every time in the podcast, is with the antagonist, Loki. Mostly Loki. Interesting. And a little bit of Odin. Mostly their motives. Okay. Um, we can get into that if we want. But Odin's I'm, the classic motive. Why not? I have to keep this from you to protect you. Yep. But it's, it's never, like, I never, never it's, yeah. when has that ever been a great nope. <laughs> Just to tell him he's a frost. It, it, it never works. It never works. It never works. You're good. <laughs> I mean, but you can understand it, though. I mean, to save the pain, you know, like, it's, <laughs> but it, it's truly a selfish thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, in, in the end, Odin did it selfishly, even though he was trying to protect, quote, unquote, yeah. Loki. No, no, it, he, he wanted to use Loki as a tool to join the two, you know, the Frost Giants and the Asgardians together. And mm-hmm. not only that, just the negative implications of him finding out are much greater <laughs> than him, like, yes. telling him when he's younger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're pitting it against another son who's naturally born and there's a kingship involved. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, right. it's bad news no matter what. Yeah, had, you're had, an adopted son of your enemy living yeah. in your household. Yeah, yeah. had he explained from the beginning, you know, whenever I stole that, you know, weapon, I also took you and you know yeah. raised you as my own. I've come to love you like a normal person should. <laughs> <laughs> Things would have ended have a little differently. He wouldn't have right. turned against him in that. And I just still don't know. know what that would have looked like. It's I'm sure that still would have scarred him. I just don't know. Yeah, it would have been definitely better than waiting. I say definitely one more time. Just <laughs> I'll just have like a buzzer mouth. sound or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think it would have been better still if you told him when he was younger. Yeah. You know, I actually uh, felt, uh, you know, the second time around, I felt more bad. I felt worse for Loki this time around. <laughs> more bad. Uh, more bad. Um, I felt, you know, worse because even though he says, hey, we're both, you know, going to become king or you know odin says you were both born to become kings and even though he doesn't explain that you know loki's the king of the frost giants um it they still build up thor like you could tell that they favorited thor Uh and so loki always had to deal with that growing up so i mean you kind of feel bad for him you know from the start even though they try and balance it out um but I thought that that was something that helped the audience connect with loki more and you know helped the audience understand why he turned mm-hmm. against the family. What I also thought was interesting, seeing it a second time around, you could just tell all the little um, seeds that Loki was planting into every sort of situation to make things turn out where he was yeah. above Thor, you know? Yeah. Like, in, in the beginning, you, you weren't sure, you know, whenever he's talking to Thor, oh, we definitely shouldn't go to, to the Frost Trance father would hate that i mean you you could tell from the you know first movie that what he's trying to do is really get 
Thor to go. Like he's manipulating yes. oh, yeah. him constantly throughout the movie. But it's, you know, I mean, coming in through, it's a lot more noticeable this time around. And that's my thing with Loki. He, there's, there's definitely more turning <laughs> of betrayal uh, later on in the movie. But he was already doing evil things early on. He lets the Frost Giants in. He convinces uh, Thor to go fight them. And he uses the excuse of, like, making the ra- the time Thor would become king longer. But eh, I don't know. It's still not good enough for me. He's already bad in the beginning for some reason, even though he's grown up in this home. And then just later on, his motives just seem so bizarre to me. He tries to... He hears... Odin's complaints to Thor about fighting the Frost Giants, but then thinks killing all the Frost Giants will, like, please his father. Right. And then, also, like, he lets them in at one point. It's just so... It's so strange to me. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, you know, the whole premise is, oh, you don't want to just go in and fight anyone, and Thor is the one who's, you know, a victim of doing that. Or not necessarily a victim, but, you know, he's the one to blame for wanting to do that. And Loki was always on the sidelines thinking, I know you're not supposed to do that. But to your point, it doesn't really make sense that in order to prove himself to Odin, he's going to do exactly what Thor wrongly did at the yeah. beginning of yep. the movie by destroying the frost giants. Mm-hmm. But this one is a little different because Loki knows he is a frost giant at this point. I think that, um, you know, he has a different tie to them than Thor does. Thor sees them as just enemies. Loki sees them as his, his, you know, um, he, why he is so weak, his weakness with, his relationship sure. with his father. He sees them as the reason why he is not good enough yeah. and not necessarily, Oh, we just need to put them in their place, but I, I want them to be gone so that, you know, Odin will have, uh, he, he won't have this hate for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's different, but it is the same but, flaw yeah. that it, he shouldn't, he went about it the completely wrong way. Yeah, He did the same exact thing instead of learning. Mm-hmm. And even before that, his motives still seem odd. Just, I don't know, letting the Frost Giants in in the first place just to cause havoc when he doesn't... I mean, yeah, he's kind of jealous of Thor, but I still don't think that justifies him, especially if he doesn't know he's a Frost Giant yet, just letting Frost Giants into Mm -hmm. the Asgard to potentially destroy everything if you're just trying to, like harm Thor. It makes it seem like he's already more evil than he is. In the very beginning? In the very beginning. Yeah, well, I mean, he he knows that by... um, He's kind of stirring the pot. He, he wants to show that Thor is not right to be king and that yeah. Loki is instead, that he's the better, you know, well-balanced, uh, you know, heir to the throne. He He's trying to just, he's he's being bad by doing it, but I mean, it so is... So he's just it is, not as ready. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. He's true. He's he, selfish. He's trying right. to steal it. I yeah. mean, you know, that's what he's doing. He's trying mm-hmm. to steal it by mm-hmm. forcing Thor's hand to go fight them. It yeah. didn't. It didn't seem to me like Loki was this character who had like a master plan with right. all these different steps. He just seemed very like reactionary and immature. Correct. Which makes sense to me, like as the like the quote unquote god of mischief. Like that's his character. He's gonna try to just keep stirring things up yeah. for his own gain. Yeah, I think it went a little further than he expected it sure. to. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know if he had the idea that Thor was going to be banished to Earth. Oh, yeah. I think he just saw it as he was gonna. Thor was gonna be seen as not ready. Uh-huh. It would go to Loki. You yeah. know. That that could have been what he thought. Um, I have something. What? And he also just invites them to his planet to act like they're going to kill Odin and then kills them himself. But it's really hinted at that Odin sees everything while he's asleep. So I I don't (laughs) really understand. Is he like tricking him? But he can't because he would know that he. I missed that part. Odin sees everything while he's asleep. They're talking. They they're fighting way far away from where Odin is. Yet they seem to understand that he knows that they're fighting right then. Really? Which he wouldn't. I think so. I don't know. I don't remember that yeah, part. I, I mean, I know that he sheds the tear. What that one part? When, yeah, no, there's that. But uh, you know, like when they're way off fighting, they seem to act like he are, like they talk about things that happened while he's asleep, as if he already knows them. I could be way off. Maybe they just talk about him more like <laughs> like a like a king, you know, like just on his throne. They talk about him. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure what you're referring to, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll watch it a fifth, sixth time. Coming back to third after that. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I, 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 so rewatching it this week, I think I like it about the same, but there are definitely parts of it that I that that I noticed more so than ever before. Like I remember this movie being funnier. I think all the jokes are still really funny, but I maybe remember there there being just more of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there are some droughts where there, there's not there aren't really that many jokes. Yeah. yeah, there were some elements to it where I thought it was like constantly fun, constantly uh-huh. keeping up. You know, co- like a lot of energy throughout the whole movie. Whereas this, you know, it does have that those slow down parts. Yeah, I knew they had the ro- you know the romance situations with Jane Foster um, and Thor. Um, but all the silly little city, you know, the town moments where they're just walking through and chatting and stuff. I mean, I know they help push the story along, but I forgot some of those too. I, yeah. I, I know what you mean. And you mentioned it earlier, but I totally meant, uh, like noticed it so much this time. There are so many Dutch angles in <laughs> the movie, the tilted camera angle. It's just like every other shot. And, and it's, it's an interesting technique that you can use properly. But when you overdo it, like anything else, it becomes meaningless. It was like 80% it's of the so movie. So much of it. There was so tilted. much. It's crazy. Um, and, <laughs> and like I said, the product placement. Like I forgot there was, there was a 7-Eleven in every single shot where they're in the town. Or a USA Today in the, in the, in the back. It just was like, please stop. We get it. You know, 7-Eleven did, you know, a little promotion with you. But I mean... I didn't know that everything revolved around 7-Eleven. I mean, that's that's what's important here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does anyone else really, really miss actual Phil Coulson? Like, this is yes, Phil Coulson absolutely. in the movie. He's yeah. not this character anymore in no. the show. I miss real Phil Coulson. I'm glad I don't watch the he show. Was so, he was such a great part of Phase 1. I have. Uh, uh, he, he was, was so great. He was so annoying. Like, uh, I felt so bad for the, um, you know, the science team and everything. Yeah. Whenever they were saying, oh, sorry, we got to take the, it's confiscated. It's ours now. It's not yours. And I was like. I would totally cuss them out, you know, make them take me with them and oversee yeah, all the so products great. and everything. But yeah, it, 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 it was Cole. great. He calls him Son of Cole. Uh, the whole time. Son of Cole? We had to rewind it because I was watching it with my dad and brother and they missed it. And they were like, I want to hear that. Like, Come on. <laughs> son of Cole. Son of Cole. It's so great. <laughs> That's what Thor calls him. No way. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, he's, he's Odin's Col- son. Oh, he's Coulson. Coulson. Okay, son I, got, I completely <laughs> missed that. It's so oh, great. My goodness. Awesome. I love that. That son is great. I miss, I miss you, Coulson. I know. Something I uh, noticed this time around, this is very off base, but still, of course, related to the movie, was um, watching this reminded me a lot of this first Star Trek reboot. Mm. So um, I looked it up and uh, Star Trek, you know, with Chris Pine, the first movie came out in 09. Yeah. And this came out in 11. 11, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um there was a lot of similar elements in that you got the cocky like captain and Heat Thor being the team leader, taking his team to an unknown planet. Well, they know it, but to a planet they know they shouldn't go to. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, crap hits the fan. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they get in trouble for it. You know, the same stuff happens with, you know, the Starfleet and Chris Pine, you know, or Captain Kirk. And this time, you know, uh, Thor, he gets rejected. Even the way that they were um, flying through the bridge, um, what, what, what was that called? But either way, the Rainbow Bridge, the uh-huh. little transporter, whenever they go in there, it, it had very similar special effects to the hyperspace jumps that they had in Star Trek as well. Oh, the Bifrost. Um, yeah, yeah, the Bifrost. Bifrost. Yes, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then you've got the foolish, overconfident Thor. You've got the very analytical... Um, Loki, very similar to Captain Kirk, oh. and to uh, oh my gosh, Thor? no, 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 wait, but huh, Captain Kirk, what Captain. Spock, 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 <laughs> Spock, but I completely lost it for a second there. But it was like this a similar relationship between the yeah. two in the very beginning, of course, and the fact that Chris Hemsworth is in Star Trek, it's just like so many ties. Um, and then of course, it takes a turn, but you know, Chris. It, there's just so many similar tones that carry throughout both movies, and I feel like um, the director kind of stole some of it from it. My own idea, wow. just this time around. Just wow. this time around. It's, it felt very similar in a lot of aspects. But that was just something I noticed. <laughs> Way off base, but I thought that was pretty interesting. But a difference I really like with Thor that I really noticed this time around is that, like, I think you touched on it a little bit, Ryan, but, like, so Robert Downey Jr. anchors Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a known actor at the time. He was coming back, but he, everybody knew who he was. Nobody really knew who Chris Hemsworth oh, was. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. I liked that 
they picked the best actor for the role. Like Marvel continually picks the best actor for the role, no matter if they're well known or known or not. Like they picked Chris Evans for Captain America, even though we knew him as the Human Torch. Like yeah. I like their commitment to just picking good actors, and yep. they didn't feel the need to like anchor Thor with a known actor. Yep. And I really appreciated that because Chris is great. Yeah, I was I was about to jump into that. Chris Hemsworth, I think, is my favorite part of this movie by yeah. far. He's I great. agree. It's like, he- I think he carries that character so. Well, I was thinking about it because then you think about the other Marvel characters. And yes, they do pick who they want in their roles very, very well. Especially thinking of Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. playing uh, Tony Stark. Obviously a like perfect match. But I was just thinking how... I guess it's just because he's otherworldly. How I think Chris Hemsworth is so like does so well at Thor. Just portraying this otherworldly person. Because Tony Stark has very human qualities to him, while Thor has human qualities, but is very much not of the Earth at the time and does absolutely outlandish things. And just even the way he carries himself about doing those things, the, like, his mannerisms, and he's, like, literally always just, like, bowing up constantly. (laughs) Yeah, his posture. I mean, I I completely agree. I think he he might be my favorite pick for a Marvel character. It comes way real close because they're all so good they're all really good but yeah. i think he might i think he might be number that's one. so funny because i felt the exact same way like i've f- from seeing um avengers you know any other type of follow-up movie thor has been the character that i love seeing the most yeah. on screen yep. because of just for that reason he, he emulates this godlike character that <laughs> he's like i'm above you you can't really do anything to me let me just destroy you real quick oh like such petty humans this is hilarious you know he has such hubris and he just you know emulates uh you know that cocky godlike character and come on he is a beautiful man I mean, <laughs> we saw him without his shirt and i gotta say man i was like i want to be thor right now like yeah. I, I wish i, I was chris hemsworth every single time i see that movie i think well time to hit the gym <laughs> <laughs> gotta get like him now and then after yeah, two weeks i give up and say why am i this skinny <laughs> he's amazing Oh. <laughs> he he was perfect. He's one of my favorite Marvel characters by mm-hmm. far. But mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to, of course, Spider Man. Yes, <laughs> yes. We'll see. Um, okay, so I okay, so Thor Ragnarok kind of a question. Mm-hmm. In the, in Thor Ragnarok, what we've seen in the trailers so far, he loses Mjolnir, his hammer. Yeah. Right. So in this movie, it makes it seem as though his his power comes from Mjolnir. Is that correct? Um, mm. That's how they kind of set it up. So he well. He has his strength, which he loses. I, I think he has his strength without Mjolnir. Uh-huh. Um, the ability to fly, he can only do that because of Mjolnir. Mjolnir yeah. um, I think calling the lightning is also through Mjolnir. Um, and I, I, I don't know enough. Because you know? the, the metal thing hits him in the face and uh-huh. flings him back and he gets all scratched up. Yes. But, I, but I feel like he's taking harder hits than that as Thor with Mjolnir. I think he, no, I I think the whole, well, so yeah, that's pretty interesting. I think the whole reason that made him get his powers back, you know, made him worthy was because he was brought down to the level of a human. Mm. I think it was more, you know, possess the power of Thor is what uh, Odin said whenever he was, you know, passing on, you know, he was sending Mjolnir away. Um, I think just whoever picked it up was going to have, more than just Mjolnir, more than being able to wield Mjolnir, Mjolnir whatever. But, uh, <laughs> that's what they but, call yeah, it. Mjolnir. 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 Um, that's all they say. I think it is the strength, um, you know, the otherworldly, uh, you know, strength. And mm-hmm. I guess I don't, I guess I don't no, know what I outside think, of strength he really gets apart from stuff through Mjolnir. I think it is mostly just strength, like godlike uh-huh. strength he has. And then, and Mjolnir. aging probably is different. Yeah. Oh, sure. You know? And then, yeah, Mjolnir adds more on top of that. Okay. He already had the strength, and he has to be worthy to wield the Mjolnir, hammer. but then it gives him more powers, yeah. such as creating a tornado, yes. which I wish he would do more <laughs> of. Yeah, all the time, man. All the time. <laughs> Yet the town was perfectly fine, except for like a couple cars. <laughs> nope. It just disappears. I thought that the progress, you know, the whole I only have to face the uh, you know metal giant once 
get hit and practically almost die to get the uh, you know the hammer back. I thought that was too simple for him to be worthy. Like, are there not other people out there that you know would also do the same thing? <laughs> you know, you've got you know mi- the military. You got all sorts of people that sacrifice their life all the time. Was there not That's one person point, out yeah. there who has not done more than that? You know, stand up for your friends. Yeah. One time. <laughs> One time. That's like, yeah. that's interesting. like that's what kind of, I thought that it was just too simple Yeah, to bring it back and, you know, bring, uh, deem him worthy. But, you know, it's the movie. So. It's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say because I think he's, he's the first Marvel character to do that. I don't think Tony Stark, no one else willingly was said, I will die right here. They might have fought at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, well, yeah. We yeah. learn Captain America later on. He, yeah. he's the one that jumps on the grenade, and of course, and, and he, he even, can almost pick up. The yeah, hammer, we saw it, so. but <laughs> we saw <laughs> that up. Avengers too. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, another thing I really love about this one is it's like the epitome of Thor not knowing how to act on Earth. Yeah, I love that, and I wish it was like constantly like that. I get we get little. Like tiny bits in Avengers and stuff when he doesn't know what they're talking about, but this is like the epitome of I don't know the social structure <laughs> and status of Earth at all. And yeah, throwing the co- you know coffee cup down right. another one, another, and just like walking around and like, <laughs> I need a horse, <laughs> like constantly. Give me and one I of those that's big that enough to ride. <laughs> I wish, I wish it continued just constantly. Finding new ways that Thor does not understand Earth. I hope that they do that in the next one. You know, just have some reason, something (laughs) that he can't connect to that all the rest of the humans, you know, understand. (laughs) I hope we can see that because that's what makes it. Yeah, I I love it. I love that. Uh (laughs) And I do love that he had to be humbled in this movie. Right. He was, because Tony Stark is like billionaire, but he has flaws and he like knows them. I don't even think Thor thought he had any flaws in the beginning. Uh-huh. He just he was literally a god, quote unquote, or was strong enough that Norse people thought he was gods, however they want to spin that. Mm-hmm. And then had to like find out he had flaws. And I really love that about this mm-hmm. movie. Compared mm-hmm. to other characters, which I think they at least knew they had some kind of flaw. Like Tony just didn't care about his flaws. He like just did what he wanted. Sure. Like he knew he was selling arms to people, but I, he just didn't care. Didn't mm-hmm. like come to terms with it until right. his movie. Right. Well, so watching this this week, I think I think my ultimate takeaway is that what I love about this movie is Thor and the introduction of that yep. character. It's not necessarily the movie or the story that's being told in this particular piece, mm-hmm. but it's just I love the introduction of the character. I love Chris, and that's why I think I've always looked back at Thor like, yeah, that movie's great. When mm-hmm. really I think the movie is is good, not as great as a lot of movies we've seen since. Yeah, it's a little derivative. Yeah, you know, a little yeah. simplified. But I forgive it because of Chris Hemsworth and because of the introduction of this great character. Uh-huh. And this is what I don't forgive about later Marvel movies. They're still pretty derivative. <laughs> yes. There's some that kind of start to try and break the mold, but I don't even think they've done that yet. They're Civil just, War, I felt, Don't did even that. get me started on Civil War. We've <laughs> Civil had a whole podcast did on it. a great job. No, it didn't. Oh, come on. <laughs> great movie. Yeah, great whatever. Movie. Two against one. Fantastic. Yeah, Civil War. <laughs> yeah, we're having one right now. Yeah, we are. Let's go round and oh, round. Oh, man. The the one I thought the biggest issue with the Thor was Jane Foster's character, which of course we see less and less of as and she's you know, gone. They at this co- point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she her character. I mean, she was pointless in this movie. <laughs> Thor loves her. He the only reason for her. Yeah, but does he meet another Earth does girl? He though? Really? Cat Dennings. That's it. <laughs> you know, it's like he met one Earth girl and he fell in love with her. Oh, I'm I sure know. He saw Show her two like two other girls and let him see if he really likes her, or if it's just like, oh, it's an Earth girl. <laughs> and she just played that victim the whole time. You know, she was that simple. There wasn't too much to her. You know, that made her. You know, like a more than just that damsel in distress. You know, she was scientific. She was smart. She had all of her research that connected her to the wormholes. You know, the Bifrost and everything. But there wasn't more outside of that. Yeah. I mean, she just became a problem. <laughs> she was in the way. She was a reason why Thor, you know, was so compared to like Gwyneth Paltrow in, in the Iron Man movies. I think yep. she's a stronger character than Jane Foster is in mm-hmm. Thor. Mm-hmm. So it's a good point. Yeah. You know who I thought was funny to add in? Hawkeye. Because he does. Uh, yeah, we had nothing. our first. The afterthought yeah. of Thor. First He's, look of yeah. him. <laughs> He's. <laughs> but he like just gets in a tower, 
has a bow and arrow ready, and then goes down. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Aims it's it like, and pulls hey, it back. We have a like, hey, Colson, can I, can I do my thing or? Nope. Just waiting that okay. whole time. I got him. All I got right. him. Let me do it. Nope. Oh, nope. All right. Just hang in there. All right. I'll see you later. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty funny. And of all the powerful guns, he's like, oh, yeah, I think a bow and arrow is the one that's oh, going to yeah. do it. <laughs> no. What in the world? Uh, man. Hawkeye's Hawkeye still is not a, a character we should have seen until he like could really be done justice to. And I wouldn't I would say in, in Avengers 2. Yep. I did not respect that character until Avengers 2. Because he just didn't have screen time. And it's not fair. In Avengers 1, he was a bad guy the whole time. Avengers yeah. 2 was, you know, uh, Scarlett Johansson, the Black Widows. You know, it, it mm-hmm. was it was more so for her and the Hulk, I guess. Yeah. In Avengers 2. Um, the it, it was their development. Their movies. Exactly. Yeah. So, I agree, though. <laughs> Hot guy. Just, poor guy, man. They, he just doesn't <laughs> fit in. He was great in Avengers 2. <laughs> and I liked him in Civil War. I think they're knowing, they know what to do with him now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they give him explosive soldier. arrows, yeah. basically. Yeah, and put Ant-Man on his arrow. And great dialogue so cool. at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got the comedic element. Yeah, yeah he's fun. And the family man, of course. Uh-huh. I'm yeah, a fan of Jeremy saw. Renner, okay? Just... <laughs> I do love Jeremy Renner. Yeah. He had his time. You know, it kind of ended after the Bourne I think uh, a weaker spin-off. actor in that role would be disastrous. <laughs> like, Jeremy carries it as best as he can. Yep. Which, that was also a new... I guess spin yeah, for think, him as well, right? I don't, I don't really like know much 09, before that. What was Hurt Locker, Locker was 09. Oh yes, Hurt and Locker. Then, that was huge. Okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah. <laughs> but that was kind of it. It was Hurt Locker, and then he started being in all these big franchises. Uh, yes. The, oh, okay. Well, the town. These and I guess, yeah, I guess the town he was. and Mission yeah. Possible. Mission Possible. Yeah, uh, he yeah. kind of exploded. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> yeah. We love him. Okay, <laughs> that's kind of the epitome of my thought. Of Thor. I mean, it, I loved it the first time around. Second time around, the CGI, of course, you know, is a little more dated. Yeah, it's, I think it's very it's heavily CGI, but you can't really do much. As time goes by. <laughs> you know, we're going to look back at it in a while and think, oh, this is pretty bad. But I love their set pieces, though. Like, I mean, yeah. whenever they're not using CGI, all the gold, all the glow. I mean, I just love the cinematography love when they're actually in a real building. Like, even in the Bifrost, you could tell that's an actual set with mm-hmm. all the intricate details of, mm-hmm. you know, like the sundial looking stuff. I thought that was, you know, great. Great mm-hmm. money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Thor movies. Yeah, me too. Out. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, I like the Dark World. I, I like the Dark okay. World. Who knows? I actually <laughs> do. I, I don't know. I thought number two was great. Yeah, see? I thought it was fun. I thought it was I'm so excited. Yeah. I've only seen it once, though. Yeah. I might need to see it again. I've, I've seen, seen it, it twice. I've seen it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Thor, man. I'm so pumped for Ragnarok. Yes, uh, me too. Like I mean... Uh, I feel like the uh, the immigrant song, how it's played in the trailer, you know, that's that's been played a lot more these days. I remember it was for a Destiny trailer um, mm. that was actually very similarly shot in ways. You know, it's such a build-up song that just gets <laughs> anyone pumped no matter what. <laughs> and then, of course, it, like, threw up the retro look of Thor yeah. Ragnarok that had that very Guardians of the Galaxy feel to it, mm-hmm. you know, as people um, on the internet said, as Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> so um, that's, that's what this one kind of looked like <laughs> which it kind of felt like but i also really am excited for it too i love the first guardian second guardian's a little questionable but <laughs> <laughs> well okay so should we should we switch into topic time sure all right yeah i think we're already doing it mcu right now topic time another yet another discussion on this podcast about the marvel cinematic universe but let's do it yeah. we got to i mean if you're tired of hearing about this, please tweet at us. We might change it, it up know. because this is the third one. But this is a if very you niche like us discussion. talking about it, then great, great. Yeah. <laughs> so Ragnarok, I want to ask. I've mentioned you to the, I've mentioned this to you, Coleman, a couple times, and I honestly need to double check it at this point. But I'm just gonna say it again. I don't know if it's a joke or not, but the director has stated that he has not watched Thor one or two. <laughs> the director of Thor three. <laughs> Said, no I way. I haven't seen Thor 1 or Thor 2. I just yeah. wanted to make a good Thor movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I still, uh, I still. If it's feel a joke, it's hilarious. Yeah, and I trust a, his right. humor. If it's not a joke, very interesting. I would very hope. I would think, as a director, you would have to have seen. <laughs> like, as a director of Thor like, 3, you, ha- you have you to, have to have seen the other two. Come you on, have to man. Know the story, know the set pieces, what they look like. Yeah. I mean, what? Unless you just say, art department, make it look like the other two. I mean, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> you know, but. But where does Thor Ragnarok take place? I don't know. Ragnarok? I think Ragnarok there's, I think there's the a, end of the world. <laughs> I don't know this. I think there's one sequence on Earth and the rest is in space. I think. Because so yeah. I feel like this is going to be complete, well, not completely unrelated, but unrelated to in so much as anywhere we've been and anything that's happened. Like, yeah. we'll take this character, 
But is it on Asgard and Earth at all? I think, well, well, so clearly from the trailers, it does show Asgard because, uh-huh. mm-hmm. my God, hotness, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> holy cow. Did they make her look amazing yeah. in this? I, I didn't even know it was her at first. I made her look so much younger. But... <laughs> She looks fantastic, scary, yeah. and like powerful. Um, you could see like she takes over that place like nobody's business, but it shows her taking over Asgard is what it looks like. Yeah. Right. And then the rest is, yeah, in some other planet, I guess. Um, I think it's some, on some other like combat planet where they right. force people to fire. Right? Yeah. That's, that's what it seems you like know. to me. Like it'll have some of Asgard there and some hints, but it seems to mostly take place. In completely new places. Yeah. Unless I'm off. Now, Which is exciting to me. I, that, that's cool. Now, Valhalla, was that in number two? Isn't there something about Valhalla either in this one or was it in the well, last one at all? Well, in, in Ultron, but I don't know if they say Valhalla specifically. Oh, yeah, Valhalla okay. is like the place they go after they die. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But I thought that, you know, it was, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because in the first one he says, you would have thought you died and gone to Val- Valhalla. But I thought for some reason it actually there was, was a location. There was a character cut from Ultron named Hell that, hmm. that Thor was going to interact with. It was that woman in the trailer. She was in the trailers for most of them. And it was just a, a quick shot of her in front of like the fountain that he gets into. But they cut her from the movie. So I don't really know hmm. what yeah. what role she was supposed to play. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm looking forward to Jeff Goldblum yes. for one. Um, even though I don't know the actress that much, I think the character Valkyrie will be very cool. She's the girl from Creed, right? Creed. She was in the Creed movie with Michael B. Jordan, I think. Oh, Oh, was she like the partially deaf one? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I think that's her. And she was great in Creed. Yeah. Creed was a great movie. Yeah. I was so surprised about that. Watch Creed. I'll watch Creed. (laughs) It's actually really good. Yeah. It's awesome. It'll get you. (laughs) <laughs> um, but no, this one looks like a ton of fun. Of course, we're going to have that Thor Hulk, um, battle that we've been, I've, we've already, I guess, kind of seen once before, uh-huh. haven't we? Um, and I want that rematch. <laughs> when, when was, when was that? Was that an Avengers? Avengers uh-huh. one. Yeah. Whenever they were fighting on this, uh, on their little fleet ship, right? Yes. Yeah. So because cool. I'm pretty sure Thor was added originally into the Marvel universe just to have someone who could compete with Hulk in strength because he's. A god. Yeah. And so they're like, can we tie this in so, like, anyone can match Hulk and straight? Like, uh-huh. a, a, at least one person. Yeah. Because Hulk has completely uh, unimaginable strength <laughs> that no one can compete against. And that's the thing I love about Thor is, you know, for being human size, he can just take on anything with his bare hands like you know he just like i don't care i i'll just beat the crap out of it i I, there's nothing you know you can do to stop me i'll just punch you and pulverize these enemies and bad people you know with his hands which just makes it so cool and you just kind of wish that you could have that same power as well (laughs) Um, so i'm looking forward to the fight with uh hulk whereas this time he won't have mjolnir yes you know that's a great move third movie get rid of mjolnir i think that's just so good yep such a great way to start Mm -hmm. so great Anywho. So, so I think we've Thor's overthored. Die, you know? No. Mm. Oh, yeah. And what do you think about his haircut, man? It looks wonderful. Yeah. They chop it. Yeah. I, I was totally, I, I thought that it was like a, they were adding on a wig afterwards because there was some magazine that came out with his short hair. And I was like, that's not really what it's going to be. That can't be it. And then you see it. And I think, why did you do that? <laughs> I wonder but, if he'll have his locks back for Infinity War. I wonder. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Or we'll if he'll have Mjolnir back. We'll see. Like, is Mjolnir gone forever? Or if he'll be dead. He could be dead. He could be dead. Who knows? Hmm. Or we no one see. from Marvel will ever die, so. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that um, they brought Yondu onto the uh, third Avengers set and had pictures of him <laughs> on set to confuse everyone oh. for the end of Guardians 2? That's amazing. James Gunn did that. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> That is a spoiler, but yeah, yeah. come on, it's been a long time. <laughs> well, I didn't point. say anything in particular. <laughs> I just said they brought it on just to throw off. That's you know. amazing. But that's yep, brilliant. yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, good that's job, awesome. guys. Yeah, yeah. Look it up. Yeah. I will. Oh, um, so, what other thoughts about MCU, man? Okay, so I have a question about Marvel music, the scores in the movie, because mm-hmm. the past like six months or so, people have complained online, like just bringing up the fact that the MCU music could be better, could be more memorable. 
And I just wanted to know what y'all's thoughts on that were, because I definitely have thoughts. <laughs> I mean, just knowing what it is, uh, you know, the intro. The doo, 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 I mean, yeah. Well, that was kind of a bad way of doing it. but <laughs> No, keep going, please. <laughs> it's great radio. Great radio. I, <laughs> we do it a lot on the podcast. We hum plenty of music. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I love their music as you it do. is. You know, pumped. and even in Thor, like whenever it had those like violin, like sad moment moments when it stretches out, you got slow mo. It's like, oh, the bad guy's gonna have mm-hmm. to go in and fight and die. Oh no! It you you can really just it it it's really heartfelt. I yeah. feel like you know they really do bring in those. You know they they can really bring you up and they can really bring you down. I mean, I think they're good at what they do currently. Yeah, I think so too. And it's its own thing. You know, like it's not like Star Wars. It's not like Indiana Jones or anything like that. It is its own brand of style i mm-hmm. think you know which works for marvel i think it's true that they could be more memorable because even just thinking here i can't think of that many i particularly remember compared to some maybe some other movies although it's usually just the intro score so i guess but even this intro score isn't as memorable but i still don't think being the most memorable makes like is what makes a good score or not sure yeah yeah, yeah. as long as it, that's a good point like does what it is supposed to do in the movie while you're watching it. I don't necessarily have to remember the movie afterwards. That's like the criticism I hear a lot is that they're not as memorable or people can't hum them off the street or whatever. Yeah. But like it, it's it's film score. It's not pop music. Right. You know, it's not mm-hmm. built to be memorable. It's built to be effective. Mm-hmm. And and I like I might not be able to hum all the different themes for all the different characters, but each of them does have their own cinematic theme. Yeah. And if you played them for me, I could probably tell you which one is which because right. they're all really good. And the Avengers one. I love a lot. The Avengers yeah. theme is so fun, and it gets me pumped. I think it's great, it's great score, but but they just to compare it to Star Wars or Indiana Jones, I think is unfair. I like, mean, because they market those franchises with the score, mm-hmm. and they don't really market any of the Marvel movies with their scores. Yeah. They use a lot yeah, of pop they, they, music they do in the trailers. You're right. They do. I mean, just like I was saying with Immigrant Song, they do use pop music yeah. these days. A lot of retro re- references ever since Guardians. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, so with even with Iron Man, you had uh, ACDC. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, they do. They they just advertise it differently. But in the movie, of course, they have the score, you know? Right. Yeah, and it's great. And, yeah. I mean, just comparing it to, like, Suicide Squad, which has a lot of poppy music. Because Marvel, it's very character-based. So each character has their own score. And then there's scores for... There's different songs for maybe the action sequences and things that are going on while in suicide squad it's also very character based and each character has this kind of poppy song Mm -hmm. associated with them or not always but sometimes and those songs are more memorable but does that make it a more effective score overall i think we would disagree Mm -hmm. that that score wasn't used well so i don't think it being memorable is what qualifies it as a good score right i agree with that as well Mm -hmm. i mean i think that's just people picking apart something just because they want you know to yeah. feel like they're better you know than than but these creators i still wouldn't necessarily disagree with them i would say it could like it could be better it could be more memorable. literally could sure. be more memorable sure. because they aren't the most memorable you could tighten but, it up a little bit i mean you've got the you know whenever they're spinning around in avengers when they all bat you know yeah. band up together you got the do 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 yeah you know like that's what it is and 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 you know similar to i mean i know i'm just doing too many tangents but the new like marvel the way that they reveal marvel whereas yeah. it has the like almost glass panels uh-huh. and uh different cuts from each movie you've got hawkeye you've got um uh what is what is the <laughs> other hawk character hawk girl no <laughs> that's dc the other hawk character no you got hawkeye the falcon guy oh falcon yeah it's just falcon, it's falcon. <laughs> <laughs> sam wilson yeah there you go i mean you got all of their the cuts i love i love how it takes that side you know like kind of the glass pa- panels of each yeah. of the different characters movies like individual from their own and from avengers and then it shows marvel i just love so how cool. they changed that it was such a surprise whenever it was it first came on screen yeah um you know just because we're used to the comic books just flapping around the place mm-hmm. and everything like that but uh i don't know yeah i, I just think cool. it's great yeah. i think they're going in such good directions <laughs> oh yeah although i was totally while you were saying that hoping they did name it falcon hawk guy <laughs> so then we could be confused the whole time hawk guy and hawk guy, hawk guy, and hawk guy. oh my god <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another question I had for y'all. Mm-hmm. People online seem to be really adamant that they want to see MCU TV characters in Infinity War. 
that they'll be disappointed if they don't see Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Infinity War in some capacity. What do y'all think about that? I don't care about the TV shows. So. <laughs> Because you don't watch any of them, I don't right? Watch them. Okay, really? I thought That's that you fair. watched Daredevil. I did watch the first season of Daredevil. The okay. whole first season? There you yeah. go. Okay, it took me a long time. Did you see Jessica Jones? No. That was actually a great show. I think that's the best of them. That's all I've seen though. Okay. But it, I thought it was a great show. I yeah. loved it. It was really dark. Um, yeah, it's very dark. But it's and, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's the be- I think it's the best of the MCU TV stuff. Uh-huh. Interesting. Better than Agents of Shield. Uh, I don't even talk about. I don't even disappointment think of, of a show. That really? to me is like, like if you were watching like new, like Teen Titans. You know, it, sure. I, I guess it's kind of like Teen Titans. It's almost like you know Ninja Turtles, but like a bad version. Like That's I would awesome. watch the original <laughs> cartoons, but it's just like it's too. I don't know. It's too much <laughs> like all of the other shows on TV yeah. where, like, you know, you got, like, Once Upon a Time. You've got Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. It's too much um, of this, like, silly, dramatic play. I haven't seen too much of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., honestly. And you're I haven't. But that's just what I notice <laughs> yeah. from the show. Um, it, it, you know, it reminds me of, like, Supernatural or sure. anything like that. It, it's not a lot like Marvel. It just uses Marvel characters to tell the same story as every other show on TV. I really like the characters in Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., except for Coulson, because he's not Coulson. All the (laughs) other characters are very good, and I want it to stand up on its own two feet, but it's just, you know that feeling you got when you watched Phase 2 movies, and you were like, why isn't Captain America in this helping you? You know? Like, we wanted them to be together again in all the individual Mm -hmm. Phase 2 movies. It's like that to the max. It's like torture to watch Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and think, oh, there are so many other more interesting characters that we could play in this world, but we're just not seeing them. Yeah. And it's torture. And it's just, it's 22 episodes, 40 minutes each. At this at this point in, like, TV history, it's too, it's too much. It's yeah. too long. You know, we want, like, 10 to 13 episodes that are really well-crafted instead of, like, filler episodes. Well, I mean, the Netflix series kind of do that. I mean, I, yeah. I know you're referring to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., really, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen the other, you know, I haven't seen, uh, what, The Defenders, I guess, is what it is. Defenders is just most out yet. It oh, it's not? at this point. If we're releasing it may this in be. November. But, you know, you got Daredevil. <laughs> Iron Fist apparently flopped with everyone. Yeah. Um, and then you got Luke Cage, which I actually wanted to see, but I just kind of haven't seen I've yet. seen the first two seasons of Daredevil and Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. and all three are really good. Yeah. I haven't seen Luke Cage or Iron Fist yet. Hmm. But I'm excited for the Defenders. I think that's going to be a cool show. Mm-hmm. And I do, I would like to see them in Infinity War. It's like, I wouldn't not want to see them in Infinity War, but I don't need that. You know, like the cinematic universe is kind of its own thing, and I'm fine with that. I don't yeah. need to see those characters interact with the film characters. It would be cool, but it's not like a necessity for no, me. No, it's not necessary to me, too. Especially just... Um you know, they've already in, reintroduced, well, I guess, Phase 2. Is Phase 2 where, like, the Vision and Ant-Man and all them are in? That's the tail end of Phase 2, yeah. Okay. Phase yeah, I mean, we've already just, like, introduced a lot of characters, characters recently. Yeah. Um, so we still got to work with them. I mean, Civil War did a good job of tying them all together. Um, I love the Vision. Yes. Vision, I mean, is was so my... Cool. my favorite thing about avengers 2 so i actually wasn't the biggest fan i know y'all love it but i wasn't the biggest fan of avengers 2 but vision he doesn't love it but vision okay yeah i know that you did i didn't know that cole on it this guy loves (laughs) (laughs) well vision was a very big surprise i mean Uh whenever he first came out i mean the gold cape the way that it just like came (laughs) off of his shoulders and just like dropped i mean even like the the um, material, like the different patchwork that was on it, the detail of the cake, yeah. how, um, you know, he was very, uh, very pure, I guess, is just kind of how I thought of it. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's like, a, he is a computer turned, you know, superhero. I don't know how he can fly, but, you know, it's, it's the Infinity, <laughs> Infinity Stone. Stone. I know. It's probably that. But yeah. I just love how pure of a character he is uh-huh. and very calculated, very smart. I mean, he just thinks very differently from and the yeah, rest of them. he's different from all the other characters. Yes. He's really got a distinct voice in that crew. Yes. It's great. I love it. Uh, but uh, just another thing I think about the TV show mm-hmm. characters is just feel like they're just the lesser characters not to like rag on them but just luke cage and iron fist and daredevil like 
I liked the first season of Daredevil. It was fun, but it was just not as interesting as any of the movies. And I would say sure. they're not the Avengers either. Yeah. yeah, you know, like I think that's why it's the you're not going to see them tied into the movies so much. We're focusing on the Avengers, and yeah. we're building the Avengers. Yeah, now, yeah, that's a good point. The Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't know, are they considered the Avengers? They're kind of their oh, own boy. thing. Yeah, they're, I know they're, they're going thing. to be in Avengers 3, but I don't but think But it's they're. all building to the same thing. Daredevil's story, not building. They're like, the, the TV characters are like street-level heroes. Yeah. They don't tie into the, you know, the Infinity Stones and yeah, right. Thanos and that whole story. It's just different stories. I don't see why they should cross over. <laughs> Which brings up another point, though. After Infinity Stones and Thanos, what does it look like for the MCU film-wise? Because be- if we're saying that they're not related to the MCU film-wise just because they're not related to Thanos and the Infinity Stones, does that mean... The films are purely there for that story, Maybe. and then what happens after that story? Is Maybe they'll become more integrated in Phase Four. Maybe that's a that's an interesting. Yeah, point. I mean, do you think that in Avengers Three, Thanos is going to die? I mean, have we, we already discussed this once before? I don't know if y'all have. Is what I'm saying. No, we've talked about it a little bit. Really? I mean, if Thanos him, is going to not die necessarily not. die, but if they're going to defeat him or not, what's that look like? Yeah, we've I'm talked about idea. that a little bit. I mean, I mean we both have no idea. Here's a question. How many people do you think are going to, how many of our heroes that we've come to love are going to die and <laughs> never be back? That is my biggest Four. question. <laughs> that is a good question. Four. Four? All That's my guess. All the original Avengers. I could kind of see that happening. Yeah. I could see them wiping out some. I mean, Tony, they only have contracts for Tony, so Cap, and, and Thor? I could see them all dying. That would be interesting. The original three? And the Hulk. I mean, they can't even do Hulk solo movies. So to kill him would be, you know, it makes sense. Maybe that's why they're using as much of them as they can right now. You got Civil War, which includes Robert Downey Jr. and, you know, Chris Evans. I know you haven't been in any of our previous conversations about this. but I don't want to double dip. constantly talk about um, how I wish someone, like, would have died. I feel like someone would have died. And there were moments for people to die that they've taken away now. Specifically, Mm. Phil Coulson, Nick Fury. And it's my biggest thing with uh, Captain America, too. It's not necessarily someone dying, but that uh, the second Captain America, Winter Soldier, when S.H.I.E.L.D. turns out to be infiltrated by HYDRA, that no one we've cared about is part of HYDRA. So, What if they are? We still don't know yet. Didn't you? Great. They should have used it already. Didn't you hear that uh, Captain America is like part HYDRA in the the most comic book? Most recent comic book? Did you hear about that? No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which completely changes Captain America. Yeah, yeah it's real weird. It makes no sense. I don't know enough about it. All I know is, you know, there's there, there a There are line. rumors that it's like, yeah. it's a misdirect. Yeah. That they're going to run it like this for a while to reveal that he was not really on Oh, uh, double-double agent? Something mm. like that. Double-double. That could be smart. Classic. Who knows? Snape. Yeah. <laughs> Snape. Exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> wow. But yeah, that so... I, just how much that all these characters we've cared about are just nothing really that insanely motivating or uh, some things, but nothing that as far as death or someone betraying that bad, they're all still together. Even if they have disagreeable moments that push them somewhere, yeah. there's nothing, no one's died because of a choice they've made or no one has turned out to be a traitor the whole time. And that's caused a diversion in the group. Nothing like that. They're still all tightly knit and nothing has really pushed the boundaries too far. There's been some things, but nothing too great. Nothing catastrophic or game-changing. Right. Yeah. Because I think they're saving that. I know. But I think it would have been perfect for something like Civil War. Yeah. And then, like, I think Betrayal would have been perfect for Winter Soldier, and then Death would have been perfect for Civil War. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Spider-Man's totally going to die in Avengers 3. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. yeah, right. They're just going to make like one or two movies and he's gone. <laughs> but how crazy would that be? Because Iron Man wrote, or roped him in. Tony Stark was like, hey, and come. And him. then he dies? Yeah. How like That'd bad? That would mess with Tony. Yeah, it See? would. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what the next move. I mean, Spider-Man is all about. He brought him in, and now he doesn't want something bad to happen to him. That's what the whole movie's about. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we're already going to get it. Watch it be that they decide to leave the kid at home. You know, they don't want to bring him in. We don't think you're ready, so sorry, you're not going to be a part of Avengers Mm -hmm. 3. You know, what if they don't want him to fight Thanos? You know, I don't see... I mean, Thanos is a space character. I can don't see, see how Spider-Man, Spider-Man can space? work in space. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't see him in space. I, I can't picture the fight sequences at all in Avengers three. Like, I still like don't know how they're gonna do it. And I'm very I mean, interested. What if to there's know. no fight scenes? 
It's all philosophical conversations about what is life and death. And, <laughs> I mean, you know, like there's no skyscrapers <laughs> really just floating in space that you know Spider-Man can swing. <laughs> there's there's crazy planets exactly. though. I feel like it won't just be in space. I picture Tony making him like a suit that he can wear. Yeah. in space. So we let's, will see. Let's wrap this up with one more one more topic. All right. Oh wow! Okay, let's bring it. So, Black Panther is the next MCU movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. What do we think of that? It looks great. I think. Yeah, um, I liked Black Panther and Civil War. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I've watched the Black Panther trailer without listening to the sound. It was like, I I think I was at work and like came across (laughs) it or something. Like like I just saw it and I was like, ooh, this looks cool. But there was something going on to where I couldn't hear it. Like I wasn't allowed to listen to it. I didn't have my headphones on. And I just saw the scenes, and so a lot of it done, you know, I couldn't really connect to, but uh-huh. it looked great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that there's going to be a Black Panther movie. Um, I just don't know too much about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. What are your I'm thoughts? excited because it, it seems like another step towards Marvel actively trying to do something different. Yeah. Like they've built up this huge canon of movies, and it's like, now we need to start taking some risk and doing different things mm-hmm. with like Thor Ragnarok, hopefully, and Black Panther, I think. They're gonna do it, mm-hmm. like because so. one of their most successful movies has been Guardians of the Galaxy because mm-hmm. they took a huge step to do something different. Yeah, it's like great, continue that, exactly. and that's, so that's what it seems like for me. I trust that they're gonna do it justice and make it fit, mm-hmm. and also be fresh. You yeah. know, like I, I think that having the Black Panther character, it will allow them to make those different chances like they did with guardians you know they don't have to stick to the thor iron man captain america type um structure you know black panther can be its own thing and uh so i mean we'll just have to see how it goes and like i said i can't really speak too much about it and plus we only have one trailer yeah Yeah. so at this point we only have one i'm sure when this comes out there'll be several (laughs) i'm super excited though yeah it looks sweet me too even the it just looked visually stunning yeah. in the trailer. That's what like, I colorful. saw. Yeah. Very yeah, colorful. I really like that. Good mm-hmm. CGI. I mean, it it just you know, it looked great. Can you look up who the director is? I think it's the guy who did Creed. Hmm. What are you waiting for? It's Ryan Coogler. <laughs> <laughs> are you giving me some edit? Room? I'm giving you edit. Thank you. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. What a great note to end on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to keep supporting the podcast, it'd be great if you could share this show with a friend, leave us a review in iTunes, and do all that jazz. That'd be awesome. Uh, check out the description for what we're talking about next week and tune in next week. We will, we'll see you all then. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. See ya. Later, guys. Later, guys.